those are the ones that are going to see you in that light. Mm-hmm. Your family is always going to see you as you, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not going to change. They might be like, oh, yeah, he's a business owner, whatever, but you you want to have, because if you want to grow, you're not going to grow with the, with your, your, your people. You're going to grow with the community, you know, so we have thousands of followers on our Facebook page, like, and all these people know us, you know, and they're the ones that are coming daily. They're the ones that are going to refer me to their family members. Mm-hmm. I have a small family. If I, if I were to bank on my family and their income to support good you work, small, I would, yeah, I'll make yeah. no money in a small community in a small community, you know? So I think it's important for people to just be like, I already expect, you know what? You want the, you want the, the support from the, the strangers. Cause they're the ones that are going to support you. Like, like for real, one hundred percent. I mean, you always have my support. You know what? I can't stand him. You know oh, he did yeah. on purpose. It's so funny that you mentioned that too, right? <laughs> <laughs> Disrespectful. I will say this, this. This one tastes a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I hate you guys. <laughs> but. everyone welcome to the winners podcast my name is Shannon and I am joined today by my lovely co-host Zach Cameron uh, I'm excited today because we have another guest on the on, on the uh, on the episode uh it's been a long time coming because the first appointment didn't happen uh but he's here he's here or the second or the third yeah <laughs> he's here and he brought coffee guys uh, welcome Victor the owner of of uh, Good Works Coffee House in Chicopee, Center Street, Springfield. Victor, thank you for being on the pod. And thank you for having me. I like your hat. Thanks. What is it? It is the original Falcons for the Thunderbirds. Okay. Mm. Yes. So Good Works, as we're talking about Good Works, we were honored during their Thunderbird games as one of the businesses that has been very involved in the community. So they invited Katie, my wife, our kids and during the middle of the game they called us out and they did a shout out and did like a little bio about us and whatnot so that was that was cool, cool. there's you have that like that plaque in your i do we have two of them yep, that's pretty cool yeah that's cool yeah that I was won, a surprise two plaques how do how did kids feel about meeting boomer oh yeah they were you know boomer's it <laughs> boomer's the boomer. guy boomer uh but uh but let's get let's get down to the business of why we really brought you here mm. the hard-hitting mm. questions Why'd you open the coffee shop? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, why did you open the coffee but, shop? Before we get there, I want I kinda wanna talk. This is uh this this uh this episode's gonna be fun because uh Victor's background uh in 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 life in, in general. So before we get into the coffee shop, talk to me a little bit about what you did before the coffee shop. So I worked for DCF, which is the Department of Children and Families. I've Worked there for about 11 and a half years. Um, fresh out of college, I had an interview and I was hired on the spot. Um, they were looking for male, Latino, you know, Spanish speaking. Um, but DCF pretty much in a nutshell is an agency that caters to the well-being of children um, from newborns up to the age of 18 years old. And so social workers, which I was doing before, what we would do is we are assigned a case and we go into these homes and we assess the family and the risks of the children. Unfortunately, in some event, if the children is at high risk of abuse, whether it's sexual, physical, 
emotional, then we can get custody from the state from the state and we remove the kids from the home. All this, you know, is planned and we do inform the families, but if, you know, we're working with people here. So regardless if they knew that this was going to happen, it's always you know detrimental to the family. And towards the end of ECF, I started to work with adolescents, which are teenagers that have already been in care and they're aging out. And so we help with that adult transition. How is that the mental of that? Because that's tough, especially yeah. being a parent. Yes. Um, at that time, I wasn't a parent. Um, but when I became a parent, I truly un- understood and, and became um, had more empathy for the families I worked with. I was still kind and understanding, but still had that like thought like, okay, yeah. you have kids, but you can do this. But I understand how... I understand sometimes how a parent can lose their cool, you know, but then the part of it is let's figure out how we can help with when you do lose your cool. You don't have to resort to physical beatings or, you know, whatnot. So when I became a parent, I truly, my connection with parents became stronger just because of that. I could relate. I could relate. Yeah. You You did that for 11 years, Mm -hmm. uh, 11 and a half years. Walk me because it seems like, it came out of out of nowhere, the mm-hmm. idea for the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. One day I was at your house, and you were like, you and Katie, I have an idea. <laughs> open up a coffee shop. I was like, what the heck? Yeah. Random. Talk to me about kind of that time period of when you were at uh, DCF and, like, the initial thought of, like, the why behind it mm-hmm. and kind of just all that, all that good stuff. Yeah. So if you know me well, you know that I don't share a lot. I kind of just, I'm, I'm, I'm infamous for that. Like just doing things randomly. Like, okay, that came out of nowhere. But going back to college, there was a time where I had to write a paper about my life, right? <clears throat> and I never shared it with anyone. I still have the, the, the paper, the report at home. And in that report, my first initial goal was to become a business owner, entrepreneur. I did not know what it was at that time, but it was to become wealthy and to have uh, multiple businesses. Um, and that was like a 10-year plan. I kind of outlined it and whatnot. Um, and I stashed that away for a little bit. Um, I really emerged myself as social work because I truly have a passion for people. I love people. Um, I love to help. I love to advocate. Um, I love to build the gap between like people that don't necessarily know about their, their resources, you know, um, and connect people. That's like my thing is connect, connect, and I still use that at, at GoodWorks. Um, and so working at DCF, I learned so much, you know, my language changed, my mindset changed. I became, you know, just smarter about things and, and life. And when I was doing that, I started to become unfulfilled because, you know, in my generation, my mom was like, okay, you graduate high school, you go to college. That that was like an expect. You just go to college. You you pick your choice of what you're gonna do, and you work, and then you retire. That's like pretty much what I was told, mm-hmm. right? So, at that time, okay, this is what I'm doing. We we have in our family. There's no entrepreneurs, no business people. Everyone, not everyone, a few people went to school. I saw that 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 was modeled to me. Um, and then at some point in like the ten years, I truly felt like okay. This can't be it. And I think my, my supervisor, which I love and we're still connected today, she literally has a calendar and is counting down the days up to her retirement. Like it's right next to her. 
and she's still there. Wow. Katie, if you're if you ever see this, I love you. But wow, um, you're one of the reasons why I'm like I'm not gonna stay here. <laughs> but she's like counting down the days until her retirement. Like, and I'm like, there's something wrong. Mm. That just never sat well with me, you know. Yeah. Um, and I started to just have that uh, that craving of living purposely, doing something purposeful, right? Um, and so I began to read about random people through articles and books and how they literally had a, a career change from one thing to something completely different. And I started filling myself with the possibility and idea that that can be me. You know, getting my wife on board was another challenge, you know, because her mindset is not, was not like that at all. You know, she was in that, you know, we're working, we do this, we do that. Um, but one thing led to the other. And after I, I completed that, 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 my, that change in mindset, Ironically, my aunt at the time signed up for like this master course to write a business plan, right? Um, and in that course, that's when I realized, you know what? I think I want to do a coffee shop. And when I spoke to my wife about the idea of the coffee shop, she resonated with that because we love coffee. And we found ourselves having to, at least in our area in Chicopee, having to travel outside of our community to have that coffee shop experience. Mm-hmm. Um, cause Chicky, we did not have that at all. And so in that, in that free crash course, I wrote with the help of my wife, a 21 page legit business plan. And this program is geared to helping people like me. And after you finish that crash course, you have an additional support where they assign you a mentor to kind of help you. Okay. Now that you have this business plan, these are your next steps. So you wrote the 21 page business plan. Do you still have it? I do. Have you looked back at it now that the business is how old? It is five and a half years. Wow, five and a half years. Have you looked back at it and kind of compared like where you're at to yeah, where you want it to be at? I have. Um, it's amazing to like look back, and it's. I think it's important too to write down your your goals and write down what your vision. Um, and it's nice to see that everything that we pretty much wrote is what has been fulfilled. Mm. It helped us. Like with our weaknesses, our strengths, our competition, um, our target, like who, who our audience is going to be. Um, we were intentional with location. So up the street from GoodWorks, there's the private college, Elms College, which is amazing because on paper, even before meeting the faculty, we were like, we're going to have students here and the faculty. They're going to have an Elms night. They're going to have meetings here. Mm. We're going to have people working here. Like that was a vision. Right. And so that's happening, literally happening. We have now that now that we're going back to school, um, I'm starting to see the students, the faculty is coming down. Um, we're talking about having, you know, a night for like college students. And we're talking about an area that there's nothing right down literally. downtown. Yeah. Be, there's nothing. No. Let me take that back. Well, there, now now there's now there's stuff. There. Yeah. Yeah. But when you guys are 2017, there was, there was yeah. really nothing there. When we wrote our business plan, um, the city of Chicopee, they're very uh, particular with like who's going to come down there. And so uh, we had uh, an opportunity to present that to the mayor at mm. that time, Mayor Cars, which was he was great. He read it. He loved it. And that's when he approved. And this is I'm telling you, I did this business course, not having an idea that this was going to happen. We finished it. I met with somebody me and Katie casually were walking down just to see like, oh, what, where can we potentially have this coffee shop? We had no money, you know. Um, 
And then we saw on, on where we are now, there is a flyer that the city of Chicopee offers grants. And so we looked and we all, then that's when I um, gave the business plan to Mayor Cost at the time. He loved it. He approved it. And he, they approved us funding. And then there we just had to kind of just do it. That's crazy. Because we didn't even, we're getting money and we're like, okay, let me tell you this. I did not know how to make coffee. Okay. <laughs> When, okay. What, can when, can when you let you, that register? That, hold on, hold on. So, so, you, <laughs> you're, oh, so, so you're planning a coffee shop. Yep. You have a 21 page business plan. Yep. But you don't know how to make coffee. Exactly. But you exactly. had a love for coffee. I had a love of coffee for, love for coffee. yeah for drinking it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but when did you learn? Like I learned when I opened. <laughs> so like so like what was your like your official launch day for the. For so uh 2000 january 15 2018 so january 2000 january 15 2018 yep when did you learn how to make coffee so december so let me tell you about (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um a lot of stuff was happening okay a lot my unfortunately my grandma at the time she had passed away and i was actually caring for her i took our family met and we had we all took a day to take care of her she um, passed away with cancer um so while i was in that class on mondays after mondays i would go to my grandma sleep there help her and whatnot Mm. that was happening um we were expecting our third child katie was pregnant right Um, great timing yeah yeah great timing (laughs) um we found out that we were pregnant when we were signing the lease to the space yeah no idea. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Which I look back and it's it's amazing how resilient we are. And and if you truly want something to happen, like there's no there's no excuses. Yeah. You just get that done because mm-hmm. you want that to happen. Luckily, because we were completely new to the town, I had a lot of time on my hands. I was on YouTube, literally, doing the latte art, steaming the milk. I let me let, let me give myself a little credit. We did take one training course, Katie and I. A crash course. Yeah. And then my ex-brother-in-law was an actual barista. And when we purchased our machine, he came in and gave us a few lessons here and there. Okay. So I had... So you had some kind of knowledge. I had some kind of... Yeah, yeah. Kind of. At that time, it was just coffee. Um, So just learning what espresso shots were. Learning what amount, you know, you, you put in. Um, learning our machine, the grinders. Um, It, w- it was... When I opened, I literally learned how to how to do it. That's wild. Yeah, that's wild. So it's twenty. Let's say we're still twenty seventeen. You mm-hmm. you're signing the lease. You're you're close to the launch of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, this is important for me to to have you on the episode because I feel like a lot of people looking to start businesses, perhaps, are currently in the situation that maybe you were mm-hmm. working a full time job maybe dead end or you not enjoying it, want to start a business, maybe doesn't know how to do, you know, has a passion for something. So I think it's instrumental to have someone like you talk about your journey because it's, it's, it can be inspiring to someone uh, early on in the process mm-hmm. because you're talking about starting a coffee shop. You have you know, you, your career in social work. You don't even know how to make coffee. And now five years later you have, successful coffee shop still going mm-hmm. so it's it's important but before we uh get into like the coffee shop now talk a little bit about 
I know a lot of people talk about support and support system and, you know, all that stuff. So you're signing the lease. You, you find out Katie's pregnant. Talk about kind of where your mind was um, throughout that process. What was your support system? What did support look like from friends, from family, uh, from people around you? Mm-hmm. So we, Katie and I never told anyone what we're doing. We kind of just did everything on our own. Um, the support system wasn't family or, or friends. It was the city, Jacoby. They truly supported us with the funding and with the resources and the thing and and our landlords, which are amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Valley Opportunity Council, they own that building. Um, so we were kind of like in this uh, chapter of our lives where we kind of just were naturally isolated to get this task done. Um, and I'm glad it happened that way because the little people that we did tell um, had a negative impact about that. You know, like. Why would you do that? You have kids. You're leaving your your state job. And I was at that time was making a lot of money. We have business mentors that we met with. Um, people were connecting us to other other um, um, business owners, people that had coffee shops in other states and were kind of just um, giving us that mentorship and saying, you know, this is going to happen. Um, make sure that before you open a coffee shop that you and your wife are going to be in agreement and that when something bad happens, that you're not pointing at your finger at one another and blaming, mm. like, this is, you guys are in this together. Mm. They, they also said, this is even before the pandemic, he's like, in business, you, you're going to bend a lot, but you're not going to break. If you have something steady, consistent, you have a strong foundation, which starts with the family, you're, you guys will be fine. Um, so we had a lot of that support. A lot of people who were already in it, who have done it, um, that were able to give us and give us that like that hope of like okay we we can do this now. Of course, when you're hearing that, you don't know what that looks like because that that whole bending thing looks different for everybody, right? Um, and I think you're right when when you when when people have this concept of like oh I'm going to start a new business, it's not glamorous at all. There's a lot of sacrifices that you have to take. I laugh when people you know view us as like a power couple or, or strong leaders. And, and I do take some of that credit, but like, I'm like, people don't, they don't really truly understand like the behind the scenes, mm. like just because we don't talk about it or we don't um like share it, it doesn't mean that it's never happened. You know, mm. there's, there was tears, you know, arguments, arguments. Yeah. Um, and let's not even talk about the pandemic. We can talk about that in a few minutes, but, <laughs> um, but the, the support with the family and friends came after when they saw we were like, oh, like you guys are legit. You guys are doing it, you guys yeah, are doing doing it right? Yeah. And I think that I think I I I I would never I, I wouldn't want to change that, you know, because I don't I didn't want that to hinder us. Because Katie and I, you know, we were we were we're a partner, we're a partnership. So that's <clears> interesting. So the, the people, the friends, or the relationships that you had that when you said, "Hey, I'm starting this coffee shop," yeah. they didn't necessarily support it. But when you figured it out, you were doing all the things. Then they were like. Yeah, pretty much. And, th- and you were cool with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 if once you get to know me, I, I don't like to do what other people are doing, mm. and and I realized that since we've opened the coffee shop, there has been a huge wave of entrepreneurships, which I've yeah. never seen before in our community. Yeah. Like I feel like somebody had to take that step. Like, mm. hey, we can do it if you do it the right way. Yeah. And since then, there's all these other entrepreneurs that are following 
yeah. those steps as well. Because before it was, it was my mindset, like you work, go to school and that's it. That's so interesting because I feel like typically when something like that happens, like your support system that you think they're going to have your back when you want to do something crazy like this, um, they didn't mm -hmm. and you're okay with that. Typically though, people would be like, oh, if they don't think we can do it, so I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? That, that makes me think about one of our friends. Um, she started a, a, it's called The Spot, um, and she talked to us about it before she did it. And mm -hmm. we were like, Mackenzie, and, and she's, she, we, we talked to her and we gave her like advice and she's doing it, you know what I mean? But people need that community to, to, to do it, you know what I mean? But right. you were very much like, I'm gonna do it regardless if you have my back or not. Right, um, yeah. And that's an interest, I think it's a pretty interesting perspective to have or um, approach to it because I feel like I would need support if I'm doing something radical like that. But you were like, nah, I'm good, I'll figure it out. <laughs> right, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's cool, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, we, we did, after we were established, we got our shop, we got our stuff. You know, I had my uncle come in and he's a handyman, so he helped with like, you know, building stuff for us. We had friends that were handy and whatnot. So that support came in after we after. were like, hey, we have a shop, we got the lease. We're doing it. We're doing like, it. Come on. Yeah. Now I need your help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> Early on in business, a lot of people get upset when they see that their family or friends don't support. Uh, you, it, it, it takes a certain time after a certain time that you, I don't know if you come numb to it or you just understand the way the business works. Talk a little bit about how you look at support now, three years later, because you, you mentioned after you guys were up and running, that's when people started coming back. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you gauge that? How do you, you know, how do you look at support now after being up in business? I have been up and down with that, you know, understanding that, you know, I think every person that is going to open a business, they just want their support from their family and friends. That's just like, that's what they want. Right. Um, so in the beginning that was like, you know, I, I want my family my friends to come and whatnot. Um, that wasn't the case for us, for either side of, of our families, besides, you know, my mom and my brother. Um, you guys share the same mother, by the way, right? Yeah. Yes, okay. we, we share the same mother. Yeah. Throw that in there. Yeah. Good brother, surprise. Yeah, hey, and we had the same birthday. He stole January 17th. He was supposed to be born in February. Mm. Ah. Yeah. So. Came in with a... Was early. Came yeah. with a bang. Um. Yeah, so besides my mom and, and, and my brother, they were like like support, like yeah. and not just because, but they actually like the coffee and like the stuff there, you know. Um but my support system has changed, my view of it has changed completely. Um I've gone from getting offended to like not getting offended to like understanding people, you know, because a lot of it has nothing to do with me, to be mm -hmm. honest. It's really a reflection on them. Um it took me a while to understand that because I'm the total opposite. I'm, I'm a supporter. I don't care what you're doing. I'm supporting you 100%. That's just my personality. Um, but I, I have to learn and accept that not everyone's like that. And it's nothing. It, it may be to some extent where people are malicious about it, but yeah. I think the majority of the time people are not. They're just dealing with their own life, you know. Yeah. Um, but meeting other business owners and entrepreneurs like i said before that have gone through it and uh, i attended this last um conference with a friend of mine um he's part of a network and there's pretty much everyone there is if they're not a billionaire they're a millionaire or they have all this money um very humble people you will never know if you talk to them but talking to them they have you know taught me that 
it's okay to categorize people in your life now. And, you know, if you have a sister or a brother that has kids and they don't have a business, it's okay. You can still be family, you know, just categorize them as this is family. And when we're together, we're going to talk about our kids, school, parenting issues, you know, and all that stuff. Because that you can relate. You can relate, yeah. yeah. Then you have your 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 friends that are actually entrepreneurs. There you can talk about your numbers, your sales, your ideas. Um, and then you go back and forth. And then you start, and then for the other people, you start to categorize, you know. Um, it, my, my mom, she's a great supporter, but she can care less about my business. <laughs> There's no need for her. She doesn't want to even want to know. She's like, <laughs> so like, and I get that. I'm like, you know, that's just my, my, my mom is like that. Um, she'll ask her everything, and then she'll go straight to her and what she wants and her life and whatnot. Um, and I'm totally okay with that. But I've taken that attitude with friends and family and people, new people that I've met. Um, and I think that's a health, more healthier way of of living. Of living. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that I've learned to lower my, not even lower, don't have no expectations. <laughs> and then from there, Jeez. then I will. And then things start to unfold. Know, yeah. As they unfold, <laughs> yeah. they're like, all right. Oh, okay. You you're know? in this category. You're yeah. in there, you're- Sometimes people are like this, you know. Yeah. Uh, kind of wishy-washy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I think that's huge because uh, especially starting off, uh, people expect family, close friends to support you'll find quickly that your biggest supporters are people that are not family or friends. The biggest supporters are going to be people that, that came out the woodwork. Mm-hmm. And I think it's huge. And um, I think I just, to, before I forget this thought, I think that people need to learn that that's what you want. You want that. Those are the ones that are going to see you in that light. Mm-hmm. Your family is always going to see you as you, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not going to change. They might be like, oh, yeah, he's a business owner, whatever. But you you want to have because if you want to grow, you're not going to grow with the, with your, your your people. You're going to grow with the community. You know, so we have thousands of followers on our Facebook page. Like and all these people know us, you know, and they're the ones that are coming daily. They're the ones that are going to refer me to their family members. Mm-hmm. I have a small family. If I if I were to bank on my family and their income to support good yeah, work, I would yeah, I'll make yeah. more money. In a small community. In a small community, you know? So I think it's important for people to just be like, I already expect, you know what? You want the, you want the, the support from the, the strangers because they're the ones that are going to support you like, like for real, 100%. I mean, you always have my support. You know what? I can't stand that. You know, <laughs> oh, he did yeah. it on purpose. That's so funny that you mentioned that too, right? <laughs> <laughs> Disrespectful. <laughs> I will say this, this, this one tastes a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I hate you guys. <laughs> but I mean, you mentioned uh, another thing. I remember uh, you mentioned mom. I remember when I was young, I told mom I, w- I wanted to become a barber. She was like, "Why? Por qué?" Mm-hmm. She's like, "They don't make money." So I remember that that day, that idea of being a barber. I was like, oh. "It left just because." Well, that don't make no money. Mm-hmm. Barbers make, charge crazy, crazy so amount of money, money yeah. nowadays. So I, all I'm saying is, uh, Victor mentioned it. Be careful who you show your ideas with or or sh- share your thoughts with, because mm-hmm. a lot of people may not have the vision that you have, or uh, or the insight. So you give them sign face value, they don't see the the work ethic behind it. Mm-hmm. I remember when I I told some family that I was becoming a photographer, and I got. I got asked to do some work. Remember, I showed up. They're like, hey, Shane, can you take these pictures for this event? I'm like, yeah. I took it mad serious. 
it was just like a little fat family gathering, but I came with my flash. I remember. I, I came with my stuff. <laughs> I remember I walked in. Some people started laughing at me. I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm getting this work. Yeah. But that was what, seven years ago? Mm-hmm. Now I own my own company and I get paid well to Dude. be extra and take pictures at events. Yeah. And I call those people that are like vision vandals or vision bandits, right? The people that like you give this idea to or you say, hey, this is what's on my heart. This is what's on my mind. And then they, they're like, that's kind of whack or mm-hmm. don't do that. You're not going to make any money. All these different like crazy situations. And you're just like, well, I guess I'm not going to do it. Um, and that can t- tend to happen to the people that you're closest with. Um, we had, we've had a conversation before at Chipotle. And I just wanted to kind of just talk, talk to you um, about just kind of me making a transition into this new line of work and things of that nature. You gave me great advice um, as far as like support, right? Mm-hmm. You, the way that you support um support me um i feel it's super beneficial to future business owners because um i remember when i was at 22 news i would come and would have coffee with chit chat right. and we yes. were building a relationship and then i was like hey man i'm gonna make a transition to bmw and you were like hey man you're, you're gonna do well and you kind of like motivated me to make that transition mm-hmm. and i was at bmw for a while and then i was like hey i want to be a lender and you were like hey man you're gonna do a great job and um and i had all these ideas and you were like just there just to listen and also say man as long as you're motivated you're going to accomplish these things and i think that's so important and mm-hmm. i appreciate that mm-hmm. i do i want to say I, I really do appreciate that and you're you're not only a coffee shop in chicopee but you're a resource to to business owners to students to people in your community because they you're 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 a picture of what what's attainable mm-hmm. you focus mm-hmm. um so i just want to kind of encourage you with that like you what you do is is fantastic for the the city of Chicopee and um you're just leaving a mark so that people out there know that they can do it as well so when victor first told me about the coffee shop we had a lot of conversations early on i remember he was excited he was i'm gonna show you my business plan (laughs) i remember he pulled up i think we were at your house and then he was like i forgot what number you said you said we have to make like 800 dollars a day (laughs) i'm like in my head i'm like hundred dollars a day like now in the middle of Chicopee in my head I'm like that's wild yeah. mm-hmm. and then yeah. with no drive-through yeah he said once he told me no drive-through I'm like hell no <laughs> <laughs> hell no I'm like, no drive-through <laughs> so I'm like I'm like all right so I'm like all right we got boots on the ground then we're gonna have to we're gonna, we're gonna have to so I remember uh you had so many people show up uh I remember uh Pedro Giancarlo uh mm-hmm. was there rest in yes. peace uh, so many people came out of the woodworks to to help with random stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arleni with the with the or paintings with the and painting. the, and the logo on their wall. Yep. So many so many different people. Um, that's one of the things from from the outside. I saw random people helping out. Like you'll have random person watching the kids because you need to do stuff. You're doing stuff over mm-hmm. here, so you know people will support you. Uh, you just have to find your people. Mm-hmm. Find, find your right community, people. yep, find and community. stay away from the from the vision bandits. Right. So, fast forward past the pandemic because we didn't talk about that. That was, that was everyone knows that was hard. It yep. was terrible. We'll get past it <laughs> because it was trash. <laughs> but we're here, 2023. We made it past the pandemic. Uh, now that you have you you've breathed past the pandemic, what's your vision for the coffee shop? In the next five to ten years so the Dang. goal is to keep good work small but effective you know um and 
hopefully in a year or two we can figure out okay well this is managing itself where i don't have to be physically there then it gives me space to go and launch a second one um similar style but you know same machine because we want we want our coffee to be consistent you know it's the same grinder and whatnot um so yeah we we need updated equipment we need a like a I, we have a real special machine it's ten thousand dollars it was made in italy it's small but i say we need a real one because now we need like the monster ones because now we're at the we're at the point where our we can't keep up with the volume wow. of orders wow so there's a good problem yeah yeah and i'm surprised people they still wait like we we li- we literally now which we might change we're going to change that we handcraft our espresso i don't think people realize that we're like handcrafting like that. The- yeah that you see me doing this in the back that yeah <laughs> yeah that's, like, that's much better um, sound. you know so we need like at least a two or three unit, which I can do multiple at the same at the same time. Steam milk, leave it steaming, do that, so I can be more, you know, efficient. efficient. Yeah, but once I master the chickpea location, um, I do think I'm, I'm thinking of opening the second one. That's so interesting. You don't think that you mastered the chickpea location yet? Yeah, mm. five and a half years in. Yeah. That's got to figure it out somewhat. I think so too. No, yeah, I'm. You know, I'm. A, you know me. I'm a tough, tough, <laughs> tough critic. Um, yeah, I feel like you guys got to have it figured out from when I first started going. When you guys first opened, to how fast I get my coffee now, I would like have to like mentally prepare for like being there for like a little bit. Yeah, you guys first started, and now it's just like right. kind of like going get it, and and I hang out. In I have out. have a reserve I table. Stay. Yeah, I stay. Yeah. I hang out for a little bit, do some yeah. work. We pop in randomly. These guys there with his leg crossed, chilling. Uh, yeah i like to uh my Be comfortable I, yeah i mean i have my table i have my designated area he, he clocks me i put my bag down take out my laptop put on my mouse zach is the equivalent coffee. of like mm, let's the, see where we're gonna go the old man that just goes to the coffee shop with his newspaper and sits down and just reads it for a couple hours i am and, a, and then just goes home and just does the rest of the stuff throughout the day <laughs> i am a man of consistency and and uh i like things done a certain way a man of routine. Routine. That's the word I was looking yeah. for. Thanks. I'm a man of routine. And hey, it works wrong for with you. that? Yeah, I like it. One of the freshest lineups in the world. Hey, man, I try. Uh, the last thing I kind of wanted you to talk about is really kind of maybe either encouragement or what would you say to someone that was maybe in your shoes back in 2015? I honestly feel like people just need to truly believe in their, their own vision, right? Just believe that whatever you have in your core that that's not, you know, it's not weird. It's not something that you have to kind of like fight against. Accept it, you know. I think for me, what what was going on is that I like to follow the rules, right? And I like to, you know, listen to my mom because she was like a, a big supporter of education. Um, but I think that we are destined for more, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that we're built with already a design already in us. And so there's so many influences that will kind of, you know, mess with your thinking. And so people, because they're afraid and fearful to tap into that, they rather stay complacent and comfortable because that's easier for them. And so I think finding, finding that, um, that strength and that courage to believe in yourself first. And so the coffee shop challenge, I wasn't scared of it. I wasn't scared. Like, and just like I, just like my past and how I was able to overcome opening a shop. I'm now I'm going to make the coffee and I'm going to, and, and I'm going to learn it in a short amount of time. 
whatever it took like a barista at that time a, a year or two i'm gonna shorten that time mm-hmm. because i'm gonna dedicate my 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 life to this so that i can master this you know wow mm. well I'll take yeah mm. see victor and i are very different <laughs> <laughs> very different polar opposites very different you like, guys both he was like on time and he was like he was like i'm smart i'm gonna prove everyone i'm smart my mindset was like i'm smart let me Let's see how much I can get away with not doing. <laughs> that was mine. That's what happens when you use your smarts for the right and wrong. Like, like ah, I know for this. Good and evil, right? Let me see how I can skip around this and still get the good grade. Anyways, but Victor, uh, before we before we end, we like to end every segment, uh, every show with something called "For the Win." That's where we ask you uh, random rapid fire questions to see. Uh, See, you know, get to know more about you. Mm-hmm. So just answer the first thing that comes to mind. They're just fun. Okay. So if you had to pick work or play, work, love or friendship, love, money or happiness, money. <laughs> <laughs> the first one on the show to ever say money. Okay. <laughs> Cats or dogs? None. He has two dogs. Summer or winter? Summer. Uh, salty or sweet? Sweet. Would you rather Would you rather fly or have super strength? Super strength. There you go. And then the last one, not least, uh, but not least. <laughs> I struggled there. What? <laughs> last but not who? I swear I didn't spike that. <laughs> last but not least, chicken or beef? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Come man. on! If you didn't know, Victor's uh, a vegetarian. Yeah, unfortunately, a dedicated. <laughs> just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I spent, just kidding. I just spent kidding. my time trying to contaminate his food with with, uh, with beef and my children, uh, but they know Sorry. better. <laughs> but Victor, thank you again for uh, for being uh, on the show. I think your story is very inspiring to to a lot of people, uh, especially from someone that saw it from behind the scenes. I'm proud of you. So good job. Uh, with the business um last thing guys if you go to good works and you mentioned this podcast you're gonna get 10 percent off on every on, on, on every order i just threw it in there okay so you got to put a discount code all right in your system winner is the discount code mention the podcast one podcast to victor 10 percent off hopefully that works but guys thank you for uh <laughs> Hopefully, thank you for, for being on the show. I've been Shannon, Zach, Victor. Peace. See you guys.